Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, where we cover the science-based evidence behind social and emotional learning for schools and emotional intelligence training in the workplace with tools, ideas, and strategies we can all use for increased results. I'm Andrea Samadhi, an author and an educator with a passion for learning, specifically on the topics of health, well-being, and productivity, and launched this podcast to share how important an understanding of our brain is for our everyday life and results, whether we're a teacher in the classroom or in the modern workplace. For today's episode, I wanted to look back over the past three years and cover the most asked question that I received via email, which stems from episode 120 from last April of 2021, and it was on my review of the Fisher-Wallace wearable medical device that was designed for anxiety, depression, sleep, and stress management, which remains our most listened to episode of all time. We do have all our past interviews that you can watch on YouTube, and I'd like to review our top 25 in the near future, as chosen by you, because this is one very powerful list with some surprises and others who've remained at the top of the list every time I look. Until then, I thought I'd answer the most asked question that comes into me via email, since it has to do with this most downloaded episode. It's no surprise that episode 120, which was of my personal review of the Fisher-Wallace wearable medical device, has over 5,500 downloads since we know that there's been a global increase in depression and anxiety with tens of millions of additional cases reported globally in 2020. And from the emails I've received, it's clear that people are searching for answers. The question that I've answered the most since publishing that episode is... Do you still use the Fisher-Wallace device that you reviewed last year? And if so, why? If you want to review our interview with Kelly Roman, the CEO of Fisher-Wallace, that markets this wearable medical device that's cleared by the FDA for depression, insomnia, and anxiety, I'll link the interview from last February 2021 in the show notes, and you can learn directly from Kelly Roman on why this device was described by Forbes as being one of four technologies innovating mental health. But to answer this question, I absolutely, 100% still use the Fisher-Wallace wearable device every day for two 20-minute intervals. It's important to note that this is not a paid endorsement of the product. When I interviewed Kelly Roman, I had not yet tried the device. And during the interview, I mentioned that my brain scan with Amen Clinics showed signs of sleep deprivation, and I didn't know how exactly I should fix that other than getting more sleep. At the end of the interview, Kelly offered to send me a device to try and see what I noticed, and I agreed. While I had to review this interview to remember all the details, I didn't forget that I didn't plan on wearing the device past the trial period. I remember thinking, I'll see what happens, and just couldn't imagine that this device would become a part of my daily routine along with my morning meditation. Another important reminder that I'm not a medical doctor, and none of the advice, ideas, or strategies that I offer on this podcast should be taken as medical advice. Back to the question, do you still use the Fisher-Wallace device and why? 
When I went back and reviewed the interview myself, I remember that I'd never heard of a wearable device that was designed for anxiety, depression, and insomnia. Even though these devices are not new, Kelly Roman shared with me that they actually originated from Russia in the 1960s, and they were called electrosleep devices. Yet I had still never heard of a device like this for home use. While I knew my sleep could use improving, I definitely didn't suffer from insomnia that neuroscientist Matt Walker dives deep into on his most recent podcast, where he reminds us that insomnia, the most common sleep disorder, affects one out of two people and is classified when we have either difficulty falling asleep, difficulty staying asleep, or not feeling refreshed or restored by our sleep the next day. None of these were me, but I'd been measuring my sleep months before trying the device, and I knew I could improve the time I was waking up at night without knowing it, which is called our WASO score, or wakefulness after sleep onset. So I took Kelly up on his offer to try the device to see if it could help me to stay asleep longer. He was right with how simple and easy it was to try out. While my device was gifted to me, I would have gladly paid the $500 fee to try it out. I recently saw for people who were on their mailing list, the price was just a couple of hundred dollars since this interview and remains at a discounted price on their website. Kelly did mention that the more products they sold, the more they could reduce the pricing to make this wearable device comparable to something like the Whoop device that we've talked about often on this podcast. The device arrived two days after the interview via FedEx, and I began my clinical trial testing the product at home using a Fitbit. So to recap my 2021 results, after using the Fisher-Wallace device for five weeks, I took this study seriously and I measured sleep each night for five weeks with one week establishing my baseline. When I sent Kelly Roman my results, He suggested that I look at each week using the device compared to the baseline of 5 hours and 28 minutes of sleep. In week one, there was not much change due to the fact that there was this one night that I worked really late and it messed up the whole week. Week two showed an increase in 35 minutes of sleep. Week three, an increase of 23 minutes. Week four, an increase of 42 minutes of sleep. And week five was the same with 42 extra minutes of sleep above the baseline. According to Kelly Roman, 20 minutes of sleep increase is what he says would be the gold standard minimum that doesn't seem like a lot, but it allows for improved REM sleep and over time, he says, reduces sleep debt. This was powerful to hear that my study showed an increase of much more than this gold standard of 20 minutes improvement, showing me the device worked better than I realized before I showed Kelly these results. So when asked, what results did you get from your trial? I share this fact and just tell people to try the device out and see what it does for you. If you like it, keep using it. If not, they have a very simple, hassle-free 30-day return, and 85% of those who try the device end up keeping it in the end, just like I did. So to recap my 2021 results with mood and anxiety, I did notice some other improvements in addition to sleep, and I know the device also helps to improve your mood, anxiety, and depression. While depression does run in my family, 
and it's something I'm fully aware of. It's not something I've encountered any symptoms with to date. And I think this might be the fact that I'm aware that it runs in my family. So I maintain a certain amount of exercise to keep those endorphins and neurotransmitters flowing. I mentioned to Kelly in the interview that the device could save someone's mental health if they didn't have access to exercise, maybe someone in a wheelchair or an elderly person or disabled, and it's a healthier way to calm the mind and entrain that alpha brain state that's attained with meditation. Studies show the device helps to increase serotonin and melatonin while decreasing cortisol, that stress hormone. While using the device in the initial experiment, I also noticed I had more patience, was less high-strung or anxious, and was calmer with my day-to-day activities. This change was noticed immediately, and along with an increase of energy, I was able to complete more tasks in less time, and I felt less stressed before going to sleep. So let's fast forward from April 2021 to July of 2022. Over a year later, I still use the device like I mentioned. It's a part of my morning routine. It can be used at any time of the day to calm the brain. Kelly Roman did suggest using it before bedtime if you want to improve insomnia. I chose to add it to my morning routine because I didn't have the symptoms of insomnia, just wanted to improve my overall sleep health. So my sleep, where am I now a year later? While I no longer use the Fitbit, and can't do a side-by-side comparison like my home study, I now use the WHOOP device and can easily look at where my sleep was showing up when I began using the device back in April of 2021. WHOOP gives you a sleep score every day that shows how much time you were awake, when you were in light sleep, deep sleep, and REM sleep, and it took me some time after the study for significant changes to show up, but by November of 2021, my low sleep score in the 50s jumped up into the 60s and 70s, and a 70% sleep score is the parameter that WHOOP gives you if you're getting enough sleep based on the amount of strain you have in your day to properly recover your body. Just from looking at the graphs in the show notes, you can see the lighter days represented the lower sleep performance and the darker days represented those higher sleep performance days. The darker days high sleep performance started to become more often with time and improved sleep became more consistent. To me, my sleep has clearly improved, but it did take some time to jump from those 50% scores into the 60s and 70s. Where's my mood and anxiety now a year later? One of the reasons I kept using the device was I just felt more even keeled with it. During the interview, Kelly Roman mentioned that the device helps to increase serotonin. That's that neurotransmitter that mediates satisfaction, happiness, and optimism, and increases melatonin, that hormone associated with the sleep-wake cycle, while decreasing cortisol, the stress hormone. So it made sense to me why I felt a calming effect. Kelly further explained that the device helps to modulate the default mode network and regulate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is a quick and simple way to de-stress the brain and body. So my conclusions a year later, using the device has a similar effect to me as meditation, calming the brain in just two 20-minute sessions. While everyday life stressors seem to be easier to combat with daily meditation, 
I'm not planning on ever giving up another tool that can help me to stay calm during stressful times. So when asked, do you still use the Fisher Wallace device? My answer is 100% yes. It's something I plan to continue using. While I can clearly see that I'm not the model for perfect sleep, that I can attain only while I'm on vacation, I think that for something that targets improvements for the most common sleep disorder that impacts one out of two people, it's worth giving it a shot. If you want to learn more about this device, go to their website and click on the research tab to see their most recent studies. If you want to try it, just go to their website and do some research of your own. If you do try this device, I'd love to know what results you noticed. Send me an email and let me know, and I'll see you later this week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.